Hey, we are back in the building. What's going on, everybody? I am your VPATcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast. Of course, citizens, I uh, I bid you adieu. I appreciate you for coming through. Uh, of course, this is episode 16. I appreciate you coming on this epic journey of ours as we you know, skate through this environment of beautiful anime and illustrations that uh, we just love and enjoy. Of course, we have to give a special shout out to our BOMAT members in the chat, whether you're in the live section or comment section on our YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook pages. And of course, if you're listening directly from streaming services, wherever you get your BBP podcast from, we appreciate you. All right, so we have to talk about our winter 2022 anime discussion for today. And, you know, before we do that, let's go ahead and move on over to my office. Yeah, I like it. It's been a while since I said that. It feels so good. <laughs> let's do that. All right, there we go. That feels more better. I love it. I love it. Shout out to my boy Bit in the chat. I see you. I see you. Okay. So let's go ahead and bring up our schedule for our Wednesday discussion. Uh, we have Tokyo 24th Ward, Sasaki and Miyano, Tribe 9, Love of Kill, and Attack on Titan. Of course, we laid Demon Slayer to rest some time ago, but we have a, a couple different animes that are coming up short and almost on the end as well. So uh, if you're this is your first time here, on a Bingo Book Podcast, we review anime here. We look at three key factors, which is animation, you know, pretty much the, the beautiful uh, fluidness that in, in drawing and everything else that plays a part in the animation department. You have your story progression, which is how the story goes from A to Z, uh, you know, from the beginning and to the end, like how well does the story move? And then lastly, we have dialogue. Our dialogue, you know, pretty much the, the meat and potatoes behind everything, the voice acting, the, you know, subtitles and script. I mean, this all plays a, a part in the dialogue. And we have our rating ceiling, which you'll see at the top. We rate that from one through seven, one being the worst, two equals terrible, three equals not good, four equals the middle, Five is good, six is great, and seven is the best. All right. Well, let's say we get this show on the road. Let's talk about our first anime up to bat, and that is Tokyo 24th Ward. Now, uh, of course, it's going to be double of everything because I was out last week, <laughs> all of last week, and y'all can probably still... Uh, hear it in my voice a little bit. So I'm kind of struggling a little bit, but, you know, we definitely want to continue to bring you guys a good show for today. So we have a little, a double episodes of everything. Uh, and, uh, you know, starting off with Tokyo 24th War, we have episode 9.5, which was called Reversal Film. Reversal Film. Now, this was a recap episode. And, you know, if you've been watching anime for a while, then you know that, Anytime they're put like a 0.5 or, you know, a, a point A or B or something like that in there, you can pretty much expect that it's somewhat of a recap or, you know, a uh, throwback episode or something that's kind of going back in the past and digging up information or unearthing some information from the past. And that's exactly what happened here. And I got to say, like, I was very disappointed with this because 
with Tokyo 24th Ward being such a new anime, and to me, this is my personal take when it comes down to recaps. If you're not like a One Piece anime or Naruto or, you know, some anime like that that has, you know, well over 300 plus episodes, doing a recap is like ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. It's absinine. And I was mad. I, I, I was so frustrated when I seen this. And I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I didn't even bother to even look at this uh, episode. You know, I, I pretty much fast forward through it just to kind of see if I could catch anything that might have been different or new. Uh, and you know, it was exactly that. It was it was a, a you know a flashback episode, and it just it was just oh out of place, and I just didn't think that it was necessary. So um, of course, with the animation, I still rated it good because I mean they were able to move the parts um, pretty well, uh, and and the transitions was not bad as either. But the story progression, I'm gonna have to say, is the worst, and. I don't I don't think I've rated anything the worst on this show so far. And so you can tell, like, I'm absolutely livid over this. Like, why? Like, I, I, I honestly don't understand the producers call on this. Like, I would rather them had just said, you know what? We're going to, you know, delay an episode and we'll come out straight out the gate with episode 10 a week later. If it has something to do with timing. But a recap episode of, of what such a fresh um, anime, and you're what you're trying, you're really trying to capture new fans. You know, you want new fans to continue to come and enjoy the anime that you're bringing forward. And to me, you know, when especially with a new title that no, not many people are aware of, or you're trying to grow that population. This was a bad decision because if anything, you're going to be pushing people away and saying, you know what? I don't have time for this. And they dropped the anime, you know, and uh, for what it's worth, you know, and I'll talk about this as we grade, you know, each anime uh, when we get to the end of our um, winter 2022 season is, you know, Tokyo, uh, Tokyo 24th Ward, in my opinion, is an anime that is something that people should watch, you know, and, you know, can I say right now that it's a must watch i don't know if i want to go there just yet but um store progression yes the worst and it's all because of this recap why <laughs> why uh dialogue terrible like i don't want to hear re-scripted stuff that i've see, heard already before that i mean at least you could have took a different approach to how the dialogue was you know uh, you know given to us and make it feel at least like it's a new episode-ish. Um, so in conclusion, you know, episode 9.5, not good. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't care for it all. And I really do hope that in the future, more um, studios decide to not do recaps, especially if you're a newer anime that's trying to make waves and garner more fans and attention. Oh, do I have to I have the schedule still up? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. So we move on to uh this episode 10 of Tokyo 24th Ward. And it was titled Confession from a Mask. Confession from a Mask. And um I couldn't really tell what 
they were going for with the title. It was kind of, you know, I, I figured there was, we know that there was a character that had a mask on, but that character has pretty much already been unveiled as Sudagawa. And, you know, so I'm wondering like, okay, is there a possibility that there's someone else that could be, you know, in a form of a mask or that's going to be unmasked later. And that's kind of what happened. We got to see, um, uh, conversations that happen between Zeroth and one of the guys that's, uh, you know, kind of a bad guy and he's really all in it for the money. And he does a lot of underhanded dirty things, uh, to, to do anything to make money. And so if that means working closely with zero to, um, figure out a way how they can stop the Kanai system, then they're willing to do that as well if it's going to make them money in the end. So it's almost one of those things where it's like, you know, you working with the lesser evil, you know, I guess you could say like the lesser evil. And even though they have their own agenda, you know that if you work with them, you probably have a better chance of being successful with whatever plan that you have. And so that's kind of what happened um, here. And uh, so now, uh, you know, it pretty much... I feel like this episode was really saying, hey, you know, as, you know, as people, uh, there's going to be things that happen in your life or people that come into your life that they're going to try to force you to choose a side on certain issues. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to decide on the decision to make. And the crazy thing about it is sometimes, you know, the the position that you're being put in, you might not feel like there's... Uh, and a, a real like appropriate decision, you know, maybe you feel like, Hey, there needs to be, you know, I'm, maybe I need more time to make this decision uh, and I can feel comfortable and good about it, you know, because being forced and having this abrasive feeling of, Hey, you have to do this might, you know, sc- you know, scare you away or make may make you make a decision that you will regret. And so, you know, I feel like a lot of people are put in these vicarious situations where they have to make decisions because of, you know, certain deadlines or times and stuff like that. Or, you know, just imagine like you have a sheet of paper or you maybe let's say um, you're taking a test and in the test, it says you have to choose A or B. But the question that you're 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 reading, you feel like. A, neither A or B suits the answer. Like it, it's, you know, you feel like there's a middle ground somewhere. And because of that, you wreck your mind and you can't choose or you might choose the wrong quote unquote answer. And um, I could, I feel like people that are like more forward out of the box thinkers, when you come into trials like this, it's like the hardest thing that you have to deal with. And I kind of consider myself an out of the box thinker for a lot of things, but there's some things where I like a lot of uniformity and for things to be more black and white than gray, you know? Um, Okay. And so, you know, with episode 10, I mean, they did, it was much better coming off that recap. The animation was good. The story progression was the best. I mean, it was just really good seeing how they were kind of showing you the decisions that were being made and why they were being made. And in the end, us finding out that, um, uh, oh, her name escapes me. <laughs> it happens sometimes, but uh, pretty much uh, she, uh, she know, she, she, uh, she know, 
I forget her name, but that she's a her her body is dead, so to speak, but her mind is alive. And the scenarios have happened where it's believed that she has been able to like rejuvenate her state of uh or rejuvenate her body in a sense. And so there now the 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 thought is the next episode to come, they're going to try to find a way to save her. Now, whatever, what save may be, you know, don't really know. But, you know, one thing I have to say about Tokyo 24th Ward is I don't think that people understand how good this anime is when you consider it in a genre of sci-fi thriller that's immersed in like modern or future day politics, because I man, there's so many things that I saw within this episode where it's like, dang, like these are kind of conversations that you see on Twitter or, um, you know, other social media and whatnot in um, um, debates that happen or could happen in the future. And it's, it's very rich anime and I, I really enjoying it so far. So that was a nice bounce back from the, <laughs> from the very, very super whack uh recap episode okay hey fam what's going on fam in the building <laughs> so, uh got a uh 21 gun salute um uh the uh what is that a thorough uh thorough setup thorough hood up <laughs> what, what is it pd pablo north carolina everybody got these pink uh uh you know rubber bands and stuff I was just, you're just getting everything. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next anime title. And that is Sasaki and Miyano. We have episode 10 called Love. Oh, love, little love, little love, little love, love. <laughs> Make you want to bust out singing some music soul child or something up in here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you know it was uh love i mean exactly what the title was talking about and you know it shows sasaki and miyano really kind of like on their first quote-unquote date and man it was it was very very cute to see you know these guys kind of showing that uh affection well in the beginning it started off of like hey like you know we're going to go to this school activity where um now, here's the thing in Japanese culture that I find to be so, so cool, where they have all of these different clubs and a part like a part of the year or maybe like two parts of the year, they throw these unique festivals where um, it's like a club. It's, it's driven where every club has to offer something different to uh, the public, you know, whether it be the students that are there or for people, you know, families and stuff like that that come and support the school and stuff. And so they might have like food drives. Um, they might have, um, I mean, it's just a variety of different things. Uh, you know, of course, different types of variety of food. And But all, what's so dope about it is like all of the kids are actively like doing the cooking or, you know, setting up the dishes or, uh, selling books or narrating books or something, you know, it's just, it's so many different ways to look at it. But, um, one thing I should say is they had this, uh, one, uh, uh, book club had this, or not book club, but this one club, they did this tarot card reading and, 
you like, you know, it, my, I have a relative who's a tarot card reader, like professionally, like has her own business gig, you know, especially like prior to the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she very active and people would come by and, you know, uh, show their support and get their, get, you know, get their, I guess, lifeline read. And, you know, and like I said, I can't say like all the specifics, like, you know, the terminology when it comes down to tarot card reading, because I don't know, but she's really good at it. And um, I would say that I am superstitious enough that I actually believe um, like there's some merit to astronomy or like astral projection or something like that. Because uh, I think during my debut, I mentioned that I was a Capricorn and I don't know if y'all have ever looked at the description or characteristics of a Capricorn. I swear, like I fit a lot of those to the T. <laughs> like I really do, you know, but uh, what y'all talking about over there? <laughs> Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be chill. Like my, I can hear it in my throat a little bit. I'm, I'm still trying to um, re recover, but we're doing the best that we can. I'm just excited to be back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so I really do think that there's some merit to uh, uh, astral projection, and here's why. Like, this is my my uh, opinion about it is when you think about like just the past, like long, long time ago. And what ancient civilizations were able to do, like with creating the sundial and being able to like read time. And then also um, the reading of stars and stuff like that and realizing that that can help like direction and stuff like that. So why wouldn't it be that maybe certain times of the year you possibly take on like certain um, um, characteristics? Like it's like a, it's almost like another part of like your coding for your DNA. It, to me, it makes a little bit of sense. I'm not saying that everything has to apply, but you notice the difference between, like I have a, a, a friend who's a Taurus and um, I think I said that right. <laughs> um, so that's like the bull. And for him, he's very bullheaded. He's very stubborn. And uh like he's just kind of in his own ways, but he's in like his own world too. Like he does his own thing and he doesn't really care about what other people think or say or anything like that. He just kind of goes on his own path straight ahead, full force. And so if you look at the characteristics of that for um, astrology, then you'll see that he fits a lot of that description. And so it's like, okay, like, yeah, like could, could me as a Capricorn fit some of those characteristics as a a Taurus yeah of course I could fit some of those things but is that like my dominant characteristics no <laughs> like absolutely not and so that's why I think that there's a little bit of um something there when it comes down to astral projection and stuff like that and I I'm really not a very superstitious person like I'm very um straightforward I you know tangible like I like tangible things i gotta feel it i gotta see it i gotta touch it to believe it if i don't then most likely i'm not gonna believe it it's just whatever in one ear and out the other uh, but there are some things where it's like there's some things in life that's just completely unexplainable and i feel like you have to make room for that that's just that's a part of life in my opinion so 
But yeah, <laughs> he said, "Oh, yeah, you just gonna ask? Like, what? What? What's my sign? Or what's what's y'all sign? Y'all tell me in the chat. What's y'all sign? We're gonna we're gonna get to that. Believe me, we gonna get to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so tarot card uh, reading that happened in this episode, and I, you know, it was really cool to see like how they kind of fit this." a popular thing really when it comes down to even like dating someone and i'm not gonna lie like what i when someone comes to me and maybe there's this idea of like hey we're gonna start dating each other or maybe there's someone of, of interest and they say um hey what's your sign red flag <laughs> red flag <laughs> Oh no! Back them up! Back them up! Nah, no, no! You're not gonna, you're not gonna get me. <laughs> you gotta run away, man, because that's that's a sign that they're gonna try to use all of those things about your astronomy against you, or to like line you up to be this perfect human being that they have been looking for. And I mean, come on, like this is just my my, my personal thoughts when, especially when it comes to dating. You have to be open to flaws because every one of us has them and no one's going to be perfect. People are going to make mistakes. It's, uh, I heard somebody make the st uh, uh, statement of you're really matching crazies. Like, is your crazy uh, compatible with this person's crazy? And I kind of, I kind of like that. I think that's a, a really cool saying, you know, but um, okay. So yeah, for episode 10 love the animation was good story progression was good and the dialogue was great like you know one thing about these last string of episodes with sasaki and miyano is they are doing a really good job of kind of conveying like that young love those young expressions and feelings and it's it's a joy like i can't help but sometimes the well the the non-existent hair on my arm <laughs> <laughs> stands up you know in those like really uh tense moments and you get all excited and i'm just like oh man that's they're so cute but uh episode 11 was called what do i do about these feelings what do i do about these feelings and man like you know it, exactly how the title says you know you have miyano who realizes that hey like i have feelings for Sasaki and he's not just a senpai to me and I want to be able to express those feelings and so he's waiting for kind of the right time to go in and say hey like you know I this is how I truly feel about you now like I realized this and every time Yano tried to kind of get it out you know he was cut off or Sasaki had to end up doing something else so there was never this perfect time and then towards the end of the episode finally Sasaki is like all the things that Miyano is thinking about saying or rather asking like, Hey, like Christmas is almost here. You know, do you want to hang out on Christmas day? I know you have to study for your exam, but um, I want to spend time with you. You know, I, I really want to be around you around something, this special occasion. Like, are you cool with that? And instead of Miyano being able to get the leg up to say it and, and uh, get the, I guess the motivation and strength and the courage to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. Sasaki outright goes in and says, Hey, like you want to hang out on Christmas. And it's like, dang, like he took all of Miyano's thunder and, 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 and lightning and everything that he was feeling. And, but it also shows you like the difference between 
Sasaki and Miyano because Sasaki is a much more straightforward, you know, quick to action type of person. Like he doesn't, um, you know, he's very quick to express himself as long as he's not, you know, crossing like any unwarranted boundaries or anything like that. He tries to be as considerate as possible, but, you know, there are moments where it's like the love that he has there. They gershing out so much, like so bad that he can't help it, but to kind of let his, you know, uh, I guess like, you know, wear his heart on his sleeve and express exactly how he's feeling. Whereas, Miano, on the other hand, is completely like he's a little bit more timid, more reserved, um, you know, and I think a lot of that has to do with like just inexperience, you know, because if you don't know, if you don't really know that you're in love or you're feeling certain things and you never expressed it before, it's hard for a lot of people to kind of like get that, you know, energy, that information out and also feel confident about that because they want to make sure that whatever they're relaying is reciprocated well. And a lot of people don't deal with rejection very well. Whereas I say like for me on the other hand, uh, I haven't been rejected that much, but it has happened before. Yes. I, I, I am not immortal in, in the love. <laughs> <laughs> I too have feelings and they get hurt sometimes, you know? <laughs> but, uh, no, like I, it, it hasn't happened to me that much, but you know, when it did happen, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to just be realistic about the situation. It, it happens and you have to move on, but you, hopefully you give that person the respect and latitude to say whatever they're going to say. And, 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 you know, and hopeful, hopefully that it's, a good kind of parting if you if you're rejected and like thankfully like i've been let down like really like softly like i had a nice little cushion you know to where i could fall and and then i didn't i didn't break my damn back <laughs> i'm okay uh but yeah like it was um those were trying times you know back then but you know uh, but I say like today, uh, especially if my, my boy Mac was in the building, it's one of those things that's like, you know, you can't get hurt if you don't, you know, confess yourself to anybody. Right. So, um, yeah, just, <laughs> just keep, keep your feelings to yourself. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but yeah, for episode 11, um, as I said, it, it was good. Uh, animation, the story progression was good dialogue was great just like um our episode number 10 and you know they matched up pretty well but you know next week is our last episode of Sasaki and Miyano and man it's just it's just so crazy like I, you know as but what I do find is weird is as happy as I am about Sasaki and Miyano you know kind of uh expressing their feelings towards each other and stuff like that um I, it feels kind of flat like I'm like really surprised like how flat it feels of them, you know, kind of in their thoughtfulness of sharing their feelings for each other. And usually when it comes down to BL, like I'm really, I'm, I'm very much in my feelings about what I'm seeing. And, and I kind of gush, you know, in, in these moments and I'm not, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, this is cute. This is, this is cool. Like we, we good. Um, Hey, Cappy, Cappy in the belly. Capitan, hey, <laughs> uh, 
So, oh, you're headed home, Phil? Okay, no problem. It's all good. You know, you know, just uh, you can catch the the vod if you want to, or you know, hopefully you come in at the tail end. We we love to have you. Um, but yeah, that's you know, kind of it for Sasaki and Miano. You know, like I said, next week we're gonna be coming in the home stretch. It'll be the last episode. So, man, hopefully they take us home and and we you know we get us a, a really good gushing moment that we can kind of talk about you know on the, on the interwebs like it, it i feel like it's kind of missing that really like heavy-handed punch gut punch that'll make us all kind of just be like oh like this is everything and it just hasn't really came yet but there's been a ton of sweet moments throughout this whole anime okay moving on to our next anime title and that is Tribe 9, we have episode 10 called Declaration of War. Declaration of War. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty much as it sounds. Uh, you had, you know, now you, y'all can take this to the bank, actually, because it, this is very true. And pretty much any organization, you know, if you're a working person uh, and you don't have like, you know, just millions upon millions of dollars, which... I don't know if any one of us have that, but if you do, uh, you know, donation in the link, y'all. <laughs> but, um, you know, new leadership, you know, this is kind of what episode 10 was about. It's like when new leadership takes over and, you know, things usually change. That's kind of what happens. Anytime new leadership comes, uh, things change. And most people would say, not for the good. Things don't change for the good. They usually get worse. But there are times when, you know, new leadership comes and then things improve and get better. And it takes time because most people are not agents of change. You know, we like to have our kind of consistent routine. And when you kind of come up in there and you mess up that routine, that's when you start nagging and, and uh, making you know people frustrated and upset because now they have to take on new responsibilities or quirks or you know figure out a person's leadership style or what, what the case may be and those could be hard for some people to adjust to and man i gotta tell you <laughs> i have been in the ringer when it comes down to leadership changes um even in my own anime world <laughs> As you can see, Naruto is not here. You know, I had to, um, you know, we, we rented out his office space. <laughs> he'll be all right, though. He the Hokage. You know, he on a mission or something. He'll be, he'll be cool. Um, but yeah, you had Ojiro Otoru, who uh, pretty ha much had enough of this old man Otodi's nonsense. You know, the old man Otodi would go on these rants and saying that, He'd do anything, you know, just to show their power and for the Ototo tribe to to win. And if that means cheating or whatever the case may be, then he was okay with that. And Ojido, it was like, wait, like you would defile like my good name to cheat because that's how like much you care about winning instead of like the righteous, like like right thing to do, especially if you believe in me, like someone that you vested in to kind of carry the name of this uh, tribe. And so o Ojido had enough of them and he just, bam, caved in his whole chest and he was just gone. I mean, blood gushing out everywhere. I mean, it was guts and out 10, you know. <laughs> and he was just leaking, man. And, and 
you know, uh, he sent them to a place of no return. And that was, that's kind of what happened within this, that episode. And, uh, it was like, it was surprising because I was not, I was expecting an overthrow, but I didn't think it was going to go down like that. I was like, Hey, like, Oh, Gito is, <laughs> he kind of, yeah, he, he kind of turned it up right there on, on the sinister stage, but uh, for animation, uh, episode 10 was good. Story progression was good. And dialogue was good as well. Um, I mean, it was kind of a moving, a moving the story along kind of piece, but it was still very entertaining nonetheless. And then we had episode 11 called Chiyoda Tribe Showdown. And man, oh man, this, holy smokes, this episode was just fire. Like it was so hype, especially towards the end, because you got to see uh, some of these mystery people that you've seen um, you know, throughout the whole, the season so far. And you, the, I would say the context around them is that they're really good at XB baseball, but we, we never get to see like their skills out on display and they come in, you know, pretty much for like the Monato tribe to like help save them from getting like utterly defeated. And man, they sh showed up and showed out. Like it was just, it was amazing. Now the ending was um very uh man it was the ending i was surprised at how it happens because you had um a person who we're going to probably talk about in a little bit uh who was taiga's trainer like he trained him to get better as a slugger and uh the thing about his trainer is he's all about women like he loves women uh, you know, if he can see their skirts get lifted up because of the heavy wind or whatever, like he's just a flirt like that, a flirt, a jerk, uh, or, or not a jerk. Um, you know, he, he's just all about the ladies, you know, ladies, man type of thing. And, and, you know, he, he, he get by, he gets, get by any way that he can get some, some action, I guess you could say. And, but yeah, you know, that this animation was good. The story progression was great and the dialogue was good. So, I mean, overall for both of these episodes, they were good. Um, just like Sasaki and Miyano, uh, we're going to be bidding farewell to Tribe 9 as next week is our last episode for the season. And man, like Tribe 9 is one of these, those animes where it really kind of turned over a leaf. Um, after a couple episodes, because it was heading down, it was heading down somewhat of a tragic path, but because of it being such a unique title, it was, uh, you know, it's, it gave a lot of life. And you know, I, if you're like me, you're sticking around for the ride a little bit. Okay, going on to our next anime, and that is Love of Kill, and this is. Definitely one of my favorite animes this season. Uh, we have episode 10 called Help. Somebody help them boys come through. Somebody help. Hey, y'all don't know nothing about that old Lil Wayne, man. I'm trying to tell you. I got to go back. I got to go back, listen to like some old, like really young hot boy Wayne. Man, he was just incredible. Incredible guy. Yeah. But um, in episode 10, Help, you had Song High. Who, you know, we got to see um, uh, Chateau, you know, pretty much go against Song High and say, hey, like, I'm not just going to be like your lap dog, your puppy that's, you know, you're going to protect and save and I'm going to run around, you know, and do anything and everything you say. Like, you have these this organization that's targeting me 
and people that I love and things are happening bad because of me and I'm sick of it. Like I want to deal with this and I want your help. And when Song Ha tells her, no, like, I just want you to, I don't want you to like, let me deal with this. Like you just take the back seat. That's that, just, I'll do anything else for you, but just this one thing, I need you to let it go. And Chato is like, okay, you're not going to tell me, you're not going to tell me what I want. You're not going to try to help me on this. I should have never trusted you. I'm just going to go ahead and go out there and I'm going to deal with this myself because I, uh, clearly I can't trust you. And I was just like, dang, like Chato is like, she's not playing no games. Like she really put her, her, her heel down firmly and said, Hey, this is what it's going to be. And you know, I mean, when is somebody that you care about and a person puts their foot down, especially if they're not really, they're not in the wrong, you know, you kind of come back like, I'm sorry, baby. You know, let me kiss your feet. You know, make your, uh, not kiss your feet. I can't do, I cannot do the feet now. <laughs> but, but give me that, but give me them thighs and all that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. You know, I'm sorry. You know, you, it's, it's my fault. You know, let's work this out. We can, we can make this better. <laughs> he said, wait, what? Kiss the feet. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that. That's the big, that's a big question mark, exclamation point right there. Um, but yeah, Song Hai, you know, says, hey, okay, I'm I'm sorry, Chato. I'm going to tell you exactly everything that's going on. And he pretty much breaks down the backstory of what happened with him and how he knows about her and her history. And man, it was just such a ride of, you know, him telling his backstory and how he met Chato for the first time when she was really only a kid. Like she was probably, uh, I'd say maybe four, maybe four years old. And maybe Song Hai at the time was maybe nine years old, somewhere around there, maybe 10. Uh, yeah. So it was a crazy, crazy story. Like how that all twisted, but the animation was good. Uh, story progression was good. The dialogue was great. Oh my goodness. Like, like you could just close your eyes. You could close your eyes and just listen to the episode and just be completely immersed in the story. And that man, that's, that's the dialogue that I just I absolutely love. And I just I I, I just uh, ooze over, I guess you could say. Uh, then we have episode 11, which is called Worst. Worst. And in this episode, it was pretty much a continuation of episode 10, where Song Hai is still kind of telling his backstory. But they really got into the meat of what happened, where he was this kind of street punk kid that ran into another kid who was a part of this assassination group. And the kid who was a part of the assassination group, his goal was to kind of meet at this checkpoint and protect this uh, client. And what ended up happening is the client ended up getting killed in a phone booth. And but the client was able to reach his reach contact with with, with Song Ha, the kid. Well, hello. Let me take let me kind of rewind a little bit. The kid that's a part of this assassination agency, his name, his real name is actually Song Ha. The Song Ha that we know in like the major story of it, he stole his identity. And we kind of find out like why he stole his identity a little bit later. And so I know this is like, okay. Song highs all over the place. <laughs> you get a song high. You get a song high. Yeah, everybody gets a song high up in this month. 
But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's for for Song High, he he you know meets this punk kid, and uh, he's in danger, uh, you know, or really the other way around. He they kind of bump into each other. They try to beat the brakes off of Song High, the original kid assassination assassinator. And the punk kid, you know, comes out of nowhere, tries to help him, and they just kind of marry together a relationship. And uh, Song High's contact reaches out to him, which is uh, Mr. Noble. And Mr. Noble says, hey, like, I'm being chased down. I'm probably going to die, which he did. He got shot right in the phone booth. And But before he died, he said, hey, I want you to go to this specific location. There's this locker room. Open the locker room. It should be, you should be able to pry it open. And... I need you to protect what's in this this suitcase. And so the kids both run out um, uh, with each other and they, they go to this uh, locker area and they open they they open it up. They get the luggage out and they open the luggage and guess who it is? Boom, it's Chateau right inside the suitcase. A young four-year-old or so, Chateau, who's sleeping curled up. And the thing that that I found like, so like heartwarming is when she when she woke when Chateau woke up the the young Chateau, she says, um, "Papa, doko, doko deska." I said, "Oh, oh, where like Daddy, where are you?" Like I was like, "Oh, they just broke my heart one night." She she pretty much goes on further to say like, "I don't want to play hide and seek anymore." Like come. Come find me, Daddy. Like, and I'm just like, wow. Like, that's that's so sad. But, uh, yeah. Like, so that that pretty much was like the gist of episode eleven. You get that whole backstory, and man, it was just so r- crazy. Like the end of like how the original song how died, and it's just it was tragic, just tragic all the way through. But uh, animation was good. Story progression great. Dialogue great. I mean, conclusion, it was just a great episode. Like, um, just like the other episodes, you know, next week is our last episode of Love of Kill for this season. So we're sending a lot of them away to next week is going to be uh, the the swan song for a lot of a lot of shows that we have here today. A lot of anime. OK, moving on to our last anime for discussion, and that is. Attack uh, on Titan. Dude, you got to start. Oh, man. I'm a guy to give me a dance emote up in this thing. <laughs> but uh, episode 85 called Traitor. Uh, it's what you think it would be. You have uh, a, a treacherous situation where some information comes across uh, the... Um, Oh, I cannot remember his name. Uh, dang, red, red hair. I, mean, I see him. I see you. I see his eyes. But, you know, he gets some information that says that, hey, like, Ottoman, uh, Mikasa, and all of them, they're going to try to get onto this ship. And if they get on the ship, they're going to be able to meet, make it to a certain destination in hopes to catch up with the Titans and find an Aaron uh, to try to uh, overthrow him, defeat him, talk him into, call, you know, canceling the genocide because Aaron right now is on a mission of look I'm about to kill everybody outside of our island the island I was born and raised at 
that's under my protection now. Everybody else, yeah, I like I'm gonna pay for the sins of everybody, but every like I'm leveling, you know, you know, pretty much every land in this area with these titans. And it's like, dang, like who knew that Aaron was gonna become this antagonist that oh, you know, pretty much is like a villain at this point. You know, it's just kind of like, wow, like I just, you know, just didn't see that coming, especially if from the beginning when you see how wholehearted he was, you know, maybe not as wholehearted as Ottoman is because, I mean, come on, you can't, no one is going to be able to trump the the blonde um, uh, cutie pie, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like I'll say this episode, the animation was uh was good you know not a lot like well actually no i take that back uh trader was actually the animation was great because we had scenes where the fighting was just off the chain especially uh, uh episode 86 but we'll get to that in a moment uh story progression great dialogue great i mean just a great episode as a whole then you had episode 86 retrospective where you know, if anybody follows me on Twitter, like every now and again, like I'll talk about, uh, you know, some people that might have contributed to the animations and, and whatnot. And I found the person that, uh, you know, pretty much was a source of the uh, animation and sequences for uh, episode 86. Um, I want to say his, his, his caption name is Rocket Boy. But man, he like he said like, hey, these are my sequences. This is exactly how I pointed it out, you know, uh, made the points and stuff. And man, I had to congratulate that brother because he did a fantastic job. Like the portion of where Mikasa she goes in and then uh, she throws the the um, uh, the OBM gear inside of the dude in the stomach, then lights it up, and then next thing you know, it, it, he explodes, and then blood starts falling from the sky all over Mikasa. I was, ooh, I just, just started getting the shivers just thinking about that. Like it just, it was so cold, you know. And and me just talking about it doesn't do it justice. All I could really say is, if you want a quick caption, just type in retrospective Mikasa scene or something like that and you're gonna get a couple of them pop on your timeline and i mean it was just an awesome fight scene and it was it was great but uh animation was the best it was so sweet the story progression was great dialogue was great and i mean like i said it was just a great episode and so um now the thing about attack on titan is we have our final episode which most would expect to come out next week but uh there's been news that it's been delayed until april the 3rd so um you know that's going to be pretty much like the week of our season finale and we'll talk about that more uh next week we'll talk about that a little bit more as far as our season finale goes and yeah that's it so hey if you are listening to the bbp on DSPs, wherever you get your BBP podcast from. Uh, you know, we appreciate you for listening. That is the end of this episode. However, if you are watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or wherever you get your video BBP uh, from, you know, just stick around. You know, don't touch that keyboard. Don't touch that, uh, that touch screen. Whatever you got in front of you, stick around.